Greetings, fellow humans. Katrina here. I hope everyone had a good Halloween. I was a witch and handed out a bunch of candy. I had three big buckets full. It was great. So quick disclaimer, I am a professional or not your professional. Nothing I'm about to say should be taken as medical, legal, or otherwise advice. This podcast is purely for education and amusement. That is it. Disclaimer over. So I thought we'd talk today about what I don't know about untwisting some cognitive distortions, but I want to let you know where I'm getting my information from, and it's straight out of the Feeling Good Handbook by David Burns, who was a medical doctor, and he wrote that book back in 1989, but a lot of the methods of cognitive restructuring really hold up. So without further introduction, here we go. Number one, first way to untwist your thinking is simply by identifying the distortion. And if you go back a couple episodes, there's different versions of various cognitive distortions that I've listed. So identify the distortion, write down your negative thoughts so that you can see which of the 10 cognitive distortions or more that you're involved in. This will make it easier to think about the problem in a more positive and realistic way. And I would say it doesn't even have to be positive, just realistic. Number two is examine the evidence. Instead of assuming that your negative thought is true, examine the actual evidence for it. For example, if you feel that you never do anything right, you could list several things that you have done successfully. I don't know why, but seeing it on paper is really helpful for me and many others. Getting it out is one part of that, but seeing it is a whole nother thing. Number three is the double standard method. So what that is, is instead of putting yourself down in a harsh and condemning way, they say you can't hurt yourself into healing or something like that. So instead of that, talk to yourself in the same compassionate way you would talk to a friend or a loved one with a similar problem. I always tell folks that we oftentimes are a lot harsher to, our, to ourselves in our own mind than we would ever dare be out loud to another human being. So the next way to untwist one's thinking is the experimental technique. So do an experiment to test the validity of the negative thought. For example, if during an episode of panic, you become terrified that you're about to die of a heart attack, you could start jogging, run up and down uh, several flights of stairs, or sing. I like singing. This will prove that your heart is healthy and strong. And with the singing one, if you're singing, you're not dying. So another way to untwist your thinking is thinking in shades of gray. I would say this is especially helpful for those all or nothing distortions. And although this method might sound drab, the effects can be illuminating. Instead of thinking that your problems are in those extremes this way or that, evaluating things in a range of like zero to a hundred, when things don't work out as well as you hope, think about the experience as a partial success rather than a complete failure and see where you can learn from the situation. Another way to untwist thinking is the survey method. So the way that we can do this is to ask people questions to find out if our thoughts and attitudes are realistic. 
For example, if I believe that public speaking anxiety is abnormal or shameful, I would go ask a whole bunch of friends if they ever felt nervous before they give a talk. And wouldn't you know, most people say, yep. And actually on that note, anxiety and excitement, oddly enough, have no physiological differences. What I'm saying is what happens in the body is the same for anxiety and excitement. And it is our concept of those bodily sensations that makes a difference in whether that's a pleasant experience, like getting ready for a wedding or a big vacation. That's exciting. That feels good versus distressing, which is the anxiety. That's not super comfortable, especially if that nervous energy is going on for too long. Back to untwisting the distortions. Another way is to define terms. So when I label myself in some type of way, or if you label yourself as like inferior or a fool or a loser, we can ask ourselves, okay, what's the definition of a fool? And then we can feel better when we see that there is no such thing as a fool or a loser or a bad this or a bad that. Another way to untwist our thoughts is the semantic method. This is one of my favorite. I will go and look up the definition of a word to restructure how I'm thinking about it. So simply substitute language that is less colorful and emotionally loaded. This is most helpful for should statements, those ironclad rules. So instead of telling myself, I shouldn't have made that mistake. I can say it would be better if I hadn't made that mistake. And in that, there's an acceptance of reality that that mistake has already happened. It's in the past. I'll do better next time. Another way to untwist thoughts is reattribution. Instead of automatically assuming that I'm bad and labeling myself entirely for a problem, I think about the many factors that have contributed to it. So if we focus on problem solving, instead of using up all the energy blaming and feeling guilty, that can be more productive, problem solving, that is. Lastly, but not least, is the cost-benefit analysis. So this is where we would list the advantages and disadvantages of a feeling, like getting angry when your plane is late, a negative thought like, no matter how hard I try, I always screw up, or a behavior pattern like overeating or lying around in bed when depressed. You can also use the cost-benefit analysis to modify a self-defeating belief. A self-defeating belief example is, I must always try to be perfect. That's inconsistent with reality, I would say, because if we're doing the perfectionist thing, it's usually more stressful than doing our best and making mistakes along the way. So today we went over 10 different ways that we can untwist our cognitive distortions. And I'll say, I don't know what all the other ways are off the top of my head, but I do know there are other ways as well. And it doesn't always have to be in the mind to do the restructuring. You can also look at changing the feeling, and sometimes that changes the thought. But that's a topic for another time. So with that, 
if you want to support the show, you can click the button on the website or cash app Katrina Dragon. And as always, I do appreciate each and every one of you simply for existing. <laughs>